Hey, what time is it? It's high noon. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And on today's show, Thor sounds like a shipment to be an awesome movie. Mm, shaping them biceps. That's right. Rogue One might be in a little bit of trouble. We don't maybe, know. Maybe. We're going to talk about it. And Will Justice League get a subtitle? Or not. I don't know. <laughs> and more. And more. So this is a this is our episode usually that we do towards the end of the TV season wrap up. So um, we're probably going to be talking a little bit uh, spoilers, I would say, for some of those shows. So yeah. we're but we're going to be talking about those at the end of the show, and we'll let you know when it's starting, and we'll give you a list of everything we're going to talk about. So you yeah, know, it's been about a, it's been about a week or two since these shows have wrapped up for the most part. So hopefully, you know, if you're if you're into listening about those things, you would have listened to it, you would have seen those episodes already. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I agree, and I mean, even if not, I mean. That's just the end of the podcast. You can always come back later when you're when you're ready to listen to it. Yeah, that's Different true. Time codes in there for a reason. All right, I understand. <laughs> I feel you. Um, also, I kind of want to give a shout out to. Uh, we actually have another super fan. Sorry, Jim. Uh, Jason from my local comic book store. Uh, he he frequents here. Has been uh, shared a show with his. Uh, I think I don't know if he's a stepbrother, brother-in-law, brother. I don't know someone else. He sh- he shared a show. We got a new listener. So yeah, thank you guys. We love super we love fans. when we get new shares. Yeah, super fans are awesome. I love our super fans. Yes, super fans indeed. So if you guys want to make it, you know, like a friendly competition, who can share it the most and get more listeners? We're not we're not going to stop you. That's for <laughs> sure. So usually at the top of the show, we try to go over kind of anything that was up uh, this week, anything that we got down with. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you have going on, but I know we got a we got a lot of news and we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. So maybe we, we just I, maybe we just cruise onto the news. You know what? I I think I think Mike's trying to tell me get on with the show because <laughs> we got a lot of show to cover and he's not wrong. So let's start off with something we I, we kind of forgot was this week. I'm going to be honest. I forgot <laughs> it was this week. Uh, I thought we had another week in here somewhere. Um, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Out of the Shadows movie came out on Friday. Yeah, I think we both kind of thought this was like next weekend, or at least an, a weekend after that. Yeah, I, I totally did not realize it was so soon, and so we we went ahead and we were like, you know what, let's go see it this weekend. Uh, obviously not together, we're in different states, <laughs> but uh, we went out and saw it. So let's go ahead, we're going to do a spoiler cast, so listen to our spoiler cast. But first, just real quick, Mike, what did you think of the movie? Tell us your just a quick thought on on it. Well, so obviously, no spoilers. You can check your feed for that second extra bonus episode of TMNT 2. But I really enjoyed this movie. I, I went in with the appropriate expectations for this type of movie, which is made by Nickelodeon Studios. So you're not expecting anything high caliber and like super dark and gritty. So go in with the right tone. Go in knowing that probably part of your theater is going to have children in it. 
and you're just gonna have a good time it's a really fun movie there's actually really good jokes in it which is surprising there's some really well-directed action scenes that i really enjoyed i love the characters of the four turtles i really like how they still have kept them like teenagers in the movie and how they act like they're not perfect heroes that you know they're trying to fit in um, and they're trying to grow up and grow so i really really liked this movie um obviously yes there's parts in the movie that um are kind of ridiculous but you know you you let them pass because the whole tone of the movie fits it so i, I really enjoyed this movie i think it's a great addition and i never would have thought i would say i was looking forward to the next movie in this franchise what about you Okay, so I'm a, I'm a little bit more on the other end of the spectrum because I don't have an affiliation with turtles. I never cared about them before. Or mm-hmm. It's not my thing. And however, I will say I like this second one more than the first movie. And this movie actually in there it had the potential to probably be better than most other films this year. Mm-hmm. I, I think it had it. However, um, I, I have to just say I did not like whenever they they started messing with another dimension. I think that's when the movie started plunging into mm-hmm. darkness, so to speak. Um, and it should have just gone back into the shadows. But I, there are really great parts. Bebop and Rock City, for those who are interested, loved them. Oh, yeah. I, I love them. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is entertaining. Um, but at the same time, you're right. Like, I didn't go in here expecting to be blown away or um, you know, change my world. I mean, my theater was full of children. Most of them were actually standing the whole movie, and I'm like, wow, that's impressive, kids. <laughs> you can stand the whole movie. Because they couldn't see over the seat, so... I mean, it didn't bother me, because we didn't have a packed theater. But um, I, I, I'm not going to... I don't know. This is a, a rental to me. I, I, I think Netflix or Hulu or Redbox would be just fine. Don't rush out the theaters to see it, from from my point of view. Well, I think the, 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 the greatest thing that I want to ask you right now is, did it offend you? Because that's always that's always your that's always your your measure on if a movie was really good or really bad if if it offended you. On the whole, it did not offend me. No. All right, that's what I like to hear. So yep. we're obviously going to go in way more depth on our spoiler cast. So stay subscribed to us, and you'll see that pop up in your feed. And we'll go in depth, and we're going to talk about all the, the all yep. the little stuff in this movie because I I love the little stuff in this movie. So we won't belabor the point anymore. But I would definitely recommend this movie wholeheartedly. It's it's just so much fun. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would too, but not in theaters. So okay. uh, that I so we kind of agree. We kind of agree. Yeah, so great. Now let's talk about a little bit of news that kind of dropped on this week. I had no idea this was coming. We have a bunch of Thor Ragnarok, kind of, I guess, kind of information slash confirmations. I don't know what these are, but Thor I, Ragnarok is honestly shaping up to be the best Thor movie of the franchise. Oh, I think it. I think it's shaping up to be one of the best Marvel movies in the franchise. I'm way more excited for this than I think any Marvel movie on the docket right now because everything that they're saying about this movie gets me so hyped. Yeah. So first off, um, I, I just we're gonna go and say. Thor is looking to find the ultimate weapon to stop Ragnarok from happening. That's his whole part of this movie. That's what he's looking to do. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, I mean, there's no, like, I guess, I, there's no previous knowledge of a story that, that would have this. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what he's looking for. They just refer to it as the ultimate weapon. So that's cool. We don't know what it is. That's great. I like I like MacGuffins that are kind of mysterious i wonder i wonder if it's gonna be like a literal weapon that he wields you know because i think we had uh we had some news or rumors that his thor is either his hammer is either going to get taken or destroyed so i mm-hmm. wonder like because thor has had has historically had other weapons in the comics like he's had axes yeah. before and i think yeah, he, swords he had a sword like there's a the internal fire sword that he fought the the fire demon surger with who we thought might have been the villain in this but mm-hmm. i don't think he's going to show up but 
Um, yeah, so he's had other weapons. I don't know. Maybe it it's it could definitely be an Infinity Gem of some kind. Yeah, if, if it has to be, that would be cool. That would actually I would actually like that idea. Maybe he has to get that gem, stick it into something, or use it, and then like going into the Infinity War, Thor can like uh, show up and tell all these Earthlings like, "Hey, I know what these gems do. They're a bad deal." But also, I could see this kind of being a fifth element type of deal where we all think it's like a like a thing or a, an object, but it's actually like a person. So it's that love is yeah. <laughs> the power of love will stop yeah. Ragnarok. But either way, this is that I, I like. I like this idea. No, no, I, I do too. I think I think that's great. I think that's a he needs a journey to go find something rather than save somebody. Mm-hmm. I think that that'll help him out. Next, the best bit of news here: the Grandmaster will lead into a Planet Hulk kind of reference film. Yes, I think. Um, so, are are you saying that? Uh, what do you mean lead into it? Like they're just going to kind so, of reference Planet Hulk in this movie? So, so it will. This movie will become Planet Hulk, but it's not going to be like the comic book or the movie Planet yeah. Hulk. So yeah. the Grandmaster will, I imagine, it's kind of like Gladiator. Like, the Grandmaster will be the one who's like, I have picked all these strong people from across the universe to combat in these gladiatorial arenas. Mm-hmm. And and Thor will be one of them, probably end up there. He will find the Hulk there. They said he will have his shoulder pads, okay, the one arm nice. shoulder pads that we saw in Planet Hulk. I mean, I think the Grandmaster is a great addition and really sets this up to give us a Planet Hulk movie without saying... Hey, this is Planet Hulk, wink, wink. Yeah, and Planet Hulk was in the name. It was a planet, and I believe this is probably just going to be a realm because I think uh, it sounds like Thor is going to be jumping around different realms doing like a quest, if you will, and he'll probably come across this, and I think that's a really cool idea. Uh, this is the best way to do Planet Hulk because I don't think it would work any other way as a standalone. I honestly don't know if we're ever going to get a standalone Hulk movie after we have that first after we had that first one. So um, he's he's a good addition to movies, and yeah. we've talked about how these Marvel movies going forward won't just have one character in them anymore, unless it's like a beginning origin story. They're going to have like they're going to be teaming up for basically the rest of Infinity. You know. Yeah, so and also you I mean the Hulk rights are all messy because Universal still holds the Hulk rights. That's why you don't see it in any of the the box sets for Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, Paramount didn't help distribute it, so Universal still has distribution rights, and that's mm-hmm. kind of a, a weird thing. And like rather than trying to get Universal involved and make those things work out, they're just like, you know, let's make it Planet Hulk, but call it Thor. All right, yeah. we're just gonna circumvent you guys. <laughs> yeah, so that's really awesome. Another bit of news which I think ties to this gladiatorial arena thing is Thor rumored to have a shaved head for the film. Oh, wow. And probably kind of like Scourge. I imagine Scourge is going to be the number one gladiator on this realm. I don't mm-hmm. think he, we're going to see him as if we normally see him, but I think he'll be the number one gladiator. And the Hulk and Thor will have to you know, either team up with him or, or take him down along the way. You know, I, can, I can guarantee one thing that happens when we walk out of this movie. We're going to feel like tiny little men, just like when you, just like <laughs> when you came out of a screening of 300 and you're just like, so this is what you do. You plan to see this movie like maybe during the day and then right afterwards just go right to the gym. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to go home and just eat ice cream and cry. All the, all the testosterone will just be too much. This will be a manly film, a manly Marvel film. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's really, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, we've always seen Thor with the long locks, but if he does shave his head, it kind of ties in that gladiatorial feel, like how they mm-hmm. shave people's heads to make them fight. So, um, interested in seeing that. And lastly, Valkyrie uh, will be maybe possibly part of this war thing. She'll have a war face paint. We won't see her maybe particularly in her Asgardian outfits or, or anything of that. I guess whatever realm she's from, I don't know if it's Asgardian or, or not, but like she may not be what we see her in the comics in this film. Gotcha. 
So I think the sore news is shaping up to be really awesome. I'm really Ooh. excited about it. Can't wait to hear more and see kind of how this is going. I'm really is that, excited. That's um, is it next summer or next fall? Fall. It's a, it's a November 2017 film. Ooh, that'd be good. So. That's a good placement. It is a good placement. And also, uh, just to point out, um, Loki's coming back, but uh, it's also be the first time the Hulk and Loki have seen each other since Avengers. <laughs> so uh, I'm really kind of excited to see how that plays out in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, And then that brings us to another outer-worldly Marvel film, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, here's a bit of news. I guess a report that Elizabeth Debicki, the actress, is playing the main villain who goes by these four names. Okay. okay. Aisha. Okay. Her... Just, okay. just her, Kismet, and Paragon. And we've reported on Paragon before. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, that sounded familiar. Yeah, so um, so this is uh, this cult, I guess. I can't even think of the name of the cult. Um, is uh, created Adam Warlock in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Enclave. I'm pretty sure the Enclave is the name of them. So they think Adam Warlock is going to be like this god, the perfect being. But they also created Paragon, or her, or Kismet, or whatever you want to call her. Um as like the female companion so they could like mate together and create like a perfect species okay so, so she's always constantly trying to find him to create the perfect race like that's her goal but mm-hmm. adam warlock didn't want to be a part of that and he's kind of been on the run so i think i think we're gonna see adam warlock show up in this movie i don't know who it's gonna be i don't know what capacity but i'm interested in seeing it and i'm glad to hear that you know there's villain sounds kind of interesting yeah, and, and a female villain another female villain in phase two yeah, I mean, it, it's just weird to think. Uh, three. Uh, it's weird to think of an Infinity Gem story uh, that culminates uh, in this uh, cinematic universe without uh, Adam Warlock. So <laughs> I would think he's got to pop up sooner or later. Yeah, yeah, and, and Guardians would be a great place to put him and put him in the Soul Stone or, or whatever he has, and I, yeah, it'd be great. So I'm, I'm excited to see that. And then lastly, a picture from James Gunn shows that he has the Thor hammer uh, this week um, that they use in the films. And this is not a prop on the set of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He was working with the prop master for Marvel, mm-hmm. and he just happened to have a replica of the Thor, ha- like one of the Thor hammers. Oh, man, so, I, want, I want one of those hammers so bad. That's a big hammer. Like, I didn't realize how large it was until you see this average. This guy about the size of us holding it. I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess if you set that down, I probably wouldn't be able to move it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I've got so that rad. house cat physicality. As, as <laughs> house like cat physicality, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a physique, I guess, is the right word. So, yeah, so, I mean, um, yeah, this is a confirmation. James Gunn says Thor is not in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. However, maybe he'll be in a post credit scene. They usually like to preview a movie or two ahead, and since Thor is out in the other realms as well, I can see it working out. I, I don't I don't know if we're ever going to nail down the logic of how those post credit scenes will work, but... <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to keep guessing, by God. You can tell me I'm wrong a million times, but I'm going to keep guessing. <laughs> Oh, well. Let's move on to something else. I guess this has some ties to the Kree, which were in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. Okay, there are rumors, reports, that Alice or Brie Larson is in talks, early talks, to play Captain Marvel, the character. So does does this mean that that whole like director and actor for the character connection with the same name was just kind of bullshit? Or maybe it was at one point in time and then deals fell through? Yeah, so maybe maybe one of the top contenders could have had the same name, and, mm-hmm. and this might be the one they went with. 
Um, also, Brie Larson, her full name is Brianne, so maybe there's a director out there with Brianne in the name. Maybe. Uh, so I, I guess the thing I want to ask you is Brie Larson or Emily Blunt, which one do you think would make a better Captain Marvel? Brie Larson. Yeah? You think yeah. so? I mean, take a look at her. I think she's got a more physique of, of Captain Marvel. I, I think uh, she's got uh, she's I think she's a better actress. Maybe Emily Blunt just kind of takes a bunch of things. Like she's kind of out in the forefront of everything. She just takes a bunch of roles. It seems like trying to find something for her. And I, again, she's done some great things, but I just don't see her. I just don't see Emily Blunt being her anymore. Like so, this this is totally just off of the impressions that I have in my head of these of these actors. Um, so Brie Larson. <laughs> I'm just imagining she's she has a much smaller form. Like I imagine her being like short and small because I think I remember a TV show I watched her in um, on Netflix. I don't remember the name of the show, but she was she was like the she was like the daughter, so she was just like I think she was like maybe 20 or something. She's just like a really tiny person. And then the last time I remember thinking of Emily Blunt, she's like freaking in Live Die Repeat, and she's like you know killing like mm-hmm. robots and stuff in like a big beefy armor. So I'm just trying to think like. Emily Blunt still feels more like big hero action star to me. But at the same time, I know for a fact that Brie Larson is an amazing actor. She is, she will kill any script that you put down in front of her. So it's just kind of like maybe, maybe I just got the visuals wrong in my head. And I have a feeling a lot of other people out there might have the same type of impression because Brie Larson hasn't really been in any action flicks as far as I know. So um, all I know is she would she would kill anything that she had to read off paper. That's for sure. So hopefully, um, I don't know. Maybe she's gonna start bulking up or something. I don't know. She's gonna start hitting the gym. Now look at go check out her Instagram. If she suddenly starts joining CrossFit. That means that yeah. she probably got the role. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the thing is, I mean, I, Emily I, Emily Blunt to me is for, no more. I know her more from her Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Um, more than Live Die Repeat. Like she just joined Mary Poppins as mm-hmm. Mary Poppins. Um, and to me, I just, I don't know. I maybe just looking at the pictures online. She's a little smaller to me, but I don't know. I, I think I have the other mindset, um, that she, that Emily Blunt is more, I guess, Disney friendly, whereas the other ones may be more action friendly, but I could be, I could be totally wrong. So let us, let us know what you think of, of who should be Captain Marvel, but Brie Larson is the report. So there's really talk. The directors, uh, um, in line for Captain Marvel, uh, right now, it, front runners are Jennifer Kent, according to the same report, who did uh, The Babadook, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is a horror movie, and Nikki Caro, who was in McFarland, USA. I have so, no idea what McFarland, USA is, but I, I, The Babadook sounds like something that's up Marvel's alley, because I believe they've done this before, or at least a lot of other big studios out there have done this before, where you hire up like horror movie directors. You know, because they're good with small budgets, and then uh, you promote them to the big leagues, like these big action summer movies. It seems yeah. it seemed to have worked out. Isn't um, I think that's didn't Justin Lin Fast and Furious and the next uh, Star Trek movie? Wasn't he a horror movie director before? I think uh, so. I don't know. There's Justin Lin and Justin Wan. I think you're thinking of Justin Wan. I think I don't know. I'm thinking of one of them. But uh, but either way, this whole promotion from uh, horror to action is seems to be like a normal path now. So um, uh, e- either way, um, I'm looking forward to a Captain Marvel movie. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, no, um, Justin Lin did Fast and the Furious three, Tokyo Drift. Uh, he's directed some Community, some True Detective stuff. So I don't think he was. I, don't, I think you're thinking of Justin Wan. Nah, gotcha. So, but that's okay. Um, McFarland USA was also is a Disney film about uh, it's got Kevin Costner and track runners like Latino um, 
tracks. Like I, th- uh, I, I vaguely may remember. Yeah, it's, it, either way, she's in she's in Disney's wheelhouse, so I think that might be helping her mm-hmm. as well. Why so, can't yeah. we? We need to get in Disney's wheelhouse because apparently that's a that's a, a ticket for success there. Right? Like you, you'll you get some of that Disney money that we talk about, or that Marvel money. I'd, I'd mm-hmm. be on it. Um, but yeah, so that's the report for Captain Marvel. Um, again, I think we're gonna see some more stuff by Comic Con. Again, I don't think Marvel is going there, but I think we're going to hear announcements in the next two to three months. So yeah, uh, we'll keep you posted on that for sure. Yeah. So in that in that same report, uh, one one of the the several reports for Brie Larson because there were several of them. Uh, Deadline is also had another rumor kind of I guess report that the title for Avengers: Infinity War Part One has been changed to just Avengers Three. However, that might just be an internal thing, and they <laughs> totally have it wrong because only one per- only one source reported that, whereas all the other ones just had the regular Brie Larson. Yeah, I was gonna say that would be a hor- that'd be a horrible name change. I have a feeling somebody just referred to the movie off the cuff to some reporter as Avengers Three, and they're just like, "Oh, is that what it's called?" She's like, "No, title's still working." <laughs> they probably said third Avengers film and just freaked out and like, "Oh, Avengers 3. because Marvel every movie they have they had a subtitle. Mm-hmm. The only yeah. ones that haven't are Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy. So I don't, I don't think they yeah. would revert yeah, back to numbering after Age of Ultron. Yeah, that'd be weird. So, yeah. So Marvel, they'll, they'll name it right. We'll, we'll keep you guys posted on that. And lastly, on the last bit of Marvel Cinematic Universe news, Joe Quesada, the chief creative officer of Marvel, has said that the rights to Namor are back at Marvel Studios. Ooh, this is a big deal because there's so much you can talk about just with this little bit of news here. So don't even think not so much, oh, when are we getting the Namor movie or when is Namor popping up in a movie? What I think is Namor notoriously was attached to the Fantastic Four franchise, right? Uh, no. I thought he he was. That's why they didn't have him for the longest time. Namor, his origin as mostly the first comic book from Timely Comics. So he joined the Fantastic Four later. But as the film rights go, I'm pretty sure it was tied up in Lionsgate or Universal as well. Because because he joined Fantastic Four later. I I swear I thought he was either attached to Fantastic Four or the Mutants uh, somehow. Uh, that's what I was under the impression. But basically, when when rights revert back to Marvel, I usually think there is some sort of deal. There's some sort of backroom executive deal, which I always want to be on the fly on the wall for these things. So I want to know what was made. Like, I want to know if somebody got something else extended or something like that. Like, hey, maybe we want to take another shot with this, give us some more time. or what? I, I don't know. I, I just want to know what made Namor come back. Or was it as simple as just like this little movie studio is just like, we're never making a fucking Namor movie. Just wait a couple years and Marvel can have it back. So, um, just looking it up real quick while you're talking, uh, Kevin Feige said that the rights are at Universal um, in twenty in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was Universal, not Fox. Uh, but at the same time, in 2014, he also said that the rights are neither with Universal or Legendary anymore. So there were contracts and deals. So who knows what happened to get here? But I'm pretty sure, sadly, it wasn't a a fantastic four deal that that went through because that would be way too awesome. So. Like, so I guess my question for you is, do you think we're going to get Namor on the big screen or on the small screen Netflix? I think big. I think uh, depending on how Aquaman does, um, Marvel needs their Aquaman, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. And this would be the way to do it and, and possibly do it right because the Aquaman sneak peek we saw in Batman v Superman was kind of <laughs> 
Well, uh, Namor could be a good way, like, maybe don't make him the hero, make him the villain, you know? This could be a good way to get a good villain in Marvel's roster, you know? Yeah, or, or I mean, maybe the anti-hero. Like, yes, he does good things, but he only cares about the sea people, like uh-huh. his people. It's king. Um, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, let's, I think it'll be maybe a late phase four, if anything. Uh-huh. Um, or maybe if the Fantastic Four ever do come over, they could be a great, again, bad guy slash anti-hero that they have to work against and then with. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's always been you know with the Fantastic Four, so I, th- I think Namor could t- could uh, match up really well, maybe in a Spider-Man movie, possibly. But I still think we should get the Spider-Man stuff. Black Panther, yeah, that you was going to be my two kings. That was yeah. going to be my next uh, one. I was going to say Black Panther. You know, you got basically the underground uh, kind of uh, wildness of the ocean, and then you got this jungle kind of meeting heads at like a coastline somewhere. That could be cool. Black Panther two, Black Panther versus Namor. Calling yeah. it. <laughs> that's that's a bold move. But recently, in the past uh, four years of comics, um, Namor got the Phoenix powers in X Men. See, that's where the mutants come in from, and he destroyed or like flooded Wakanda. So the, uh, Black Panther and, and Namor have had this rivalry in the comic books uh, as they worked on the Illuminati together. Which would be awesome to see an Illuminati team on on film. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of potential with Namor rather than just saying, "Oh, he's Marvel's Aquaman." So, I, I'm sorry I said that, <laughs> but I'm really excited to see what it, what they do with him, if anything. So, mm-hmm. totally on board. Let's shift gears. This morning, I was watching X Men Apocalypse again, Mike, mm-hmm. um, because I like I got to go back and see this a little more. I'm still in the first half, so I'm still enjoying it. So we'll see how the second <laughs> half goes. Yeah, uh, but. We saw Wolverine in that movie, as the trailers told us. Yes, we did. Um, and uh, Hugh Jackman has been seen now. He's filming Wolverine 3, rocking a new bearded look that kind of looks like an old man Logan beard. Yeah, there's some gray in there. I mean, old man Logan in the comic books is all silver, all gray. Uh, but I think uh, if you look at this beard, he's got some He's got some hairs in there that look a little rugged. But I like the bigger beard look, and we've only heard reports that this movie is going to be based on Old Man Logan. I don't necessarily know if anything was official, but we haven't heard anything else. So I think it's going to be some sort of adaptation there. So I love... I mean, X-Men, the universe has already been fucking around with time, jumping around all over the place. So I think they could jump uh, Wolverine 3 forward in time, maybe like 80 years, 100 years. I think we'd be okay with it. Yeah, so Patrick Stewart's in it, at least, so we gotta find out where he fits into this, maybe, you know, as a, as an astral. Oh, character. yeah, I guess we can't, I guess we can't maybe age too far, he'll be dead. <laughs> yeah, and again, I don't think it's old, I mean, Old Man Logan's good, it's not great, I don't think they want to adapt it directly, but I think maybe taking some parts of it, like a road trip across the, the, the world in the future would be kind of interesting. And, um, but some potential characters for this film, I, I was reading through the Wikipedia page, are Mr. Sinister, I mean, again, that's a little bit bit of a spoilery thing but whatever he could show up in it uh mr sensor always has the marauders which includes um saber uh maybe bringing uh the lou schreiber saber back in mm-hmm. to the, this film would be really awesome and some other characters like arc light blackbuster so on and so forth very mr sensor related and lastly morph are you familiar with the character morph yeah uh, morph was like his best friend in the in the um in the 90s cartoon series i have no idea if that was true in any of the other comic books but they they were like they were like buds in the in the tv in the tv cartoon yeah so um in, in the tv cartoon morph morph was there and um 
he was kind of like uh, I remember him being very very distinctly in the opening story mm-hmm. um, because I think he was quote unquote killed off in it but came back in the second season. Um, but Morph, when you look at him and his comic book incarnation, he kind of looks like Mysterio but has like a white face with like white eyes. And this is supposed to, I presume, played by um, the guy who ended up writing The Office, the the, the British Office, uh, Stephen Merchant, I believe oh. is his name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, are you familiar, are you, are you familiar mm-hmm. with him? Mm-hmm. Stephen Merchant looks like he could play Morph and have that sarcastic goofiness that this character needs I to, think, to be in there. I think it could be Steve Buscemi, too. I love Steve Buscemi, and he kind of gives me that same vibe when I think of more from the cartoon series. Um, Steve Buscemi's a little older, but still, I mean, this, this is like kind of an older uh, uh, world. Uh, e- either way, this is a, I think this will be cool. I want to see... Um, yeah. I, I really want to see how they treat Wolverine on his on his way out in his last movie. Yeah. If, I mean, if, if the way they treated Deadpool's any inclination, we're in for a treat. Mm-hmm. We're in for a treat. And uh, lastly... Um, I guess that's it for, for Wolverine, but that ties us into the next bit of Fox news for us here real quick, is the Legion TV series mm-hmm. has given us our first official image as Dan Stevens as the character um, Legion, um, and the series has been ordered to an eight-episode season on FX, officially. Yeah, uh, eight episodes is usually a pretty good uh, trial number. It seems like if it goes well, they might give them a full 13. Uh, maybe go crazy a whole like 23. I don't know if, if that would happen. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the the first official image isn't exactly anything uh, mind-blowing. But I just like the idea of, um, of like kind of X-Men TV shows. So we'll kind of see how that goes. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the phrase go crazy because Legion is known for having <laughs> multiple personalities mm-hmm. and gaining the powers of those personalities that he has in his head. So um, – that's really awesome. Um, I'm glad to see, you know, I think Legion, I think a Fox TV show would be great, an X-Men TV show. We don't know how close that will tie in there, but that's cool. I'm more, lastly, I'm more curious than excited, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a little excited simply because this is uh, a, a, an official partnership with Marvel TV. Oh. So the people who have been doing Marvel TV are working, like they're not in the, part of the production, but they're working with the, the team to help make this happen. It's not a oh, Fox and FX are going off on their own. Like, Marvel TV is working with them to make sure it's something great and awesome. No. So. No, we won't see this show up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so don't get your hopes up. <laughs> no, I see those wheels turning. And Well, it, I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be like a period show, isn't it? Oh no, that's the Legion. That's the Hellfire Club. Oh yeah, that's right. I can't. I can't keep this stuff straight. That's fine. Hellfire Club's kind of on the back burner. No pun intended. Uh, but Legion is moving on forward, so we'll go with that. Now, this is probably some of the most interesting news of the week here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, has been flooding my my news feed all mm-hmm. week long, and it's been up. It's been down. So here's the official, the first report. The first, the first rumor, so to speak, is that Disney is unhappy with Rogue One in its current state. They that the film is considered in quote unquote crisis, and expensive, massive reshoots were demanded. Yeah. So what I have heard from the rumor mill, obviously, who knows if any of this is substantiated, because we kind of went through this similar type of rumor with Suicide Squad, where everyone thought they were trying to add like um, what more jokes or something like that, and then it's like no, we're, now they're trying to add more action. But then everyone is freaking out. But then uh, as you calmly uh, and re- and rightfully told everybody when that came up, is movies always get reshoots. It's not newsworthy to say a movie is going through. Shoots because that always happens pretty much no matter what. But from what I hear is 
Disney wants this to be a little bit more lighthearted, while the movie right now feels more like a war film, which I would like to keep it that way. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, the updated report, and this has been, you know, confirmed by many, many other sources at this point, is that reshoots are for a cameo of a classic character, very, very under, so like under, I guess, cover here, and I'll, I'll, we'll talk about this a little bit, and that the first cut of the film was serious in tone, like you said, like a war film, and this is one to help some inject some classic feel into it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much classic feel we need into this, because I want this to be separate, because this is not a main storyline yeah. film. It's a Star Wars story. It's it's an yeah. offshoot. It's its own little thing. And I think they should really let the director uh, fit their own tone into, into these movies to really pick, you know, uh, out a little sliver of Star Wars and, like, make it their own. Yeah. I mean, but, that's what we've proven with Marvel. Every time they, they put out a new movie, it's a different tone. It's a different mm-hmm. style of film. And that tends to work out for them really well. Um, but internally, this is not a negative experience. No one is upset at this movie mm-hmm. because the reshoots are including Christopher McQuarrie's script, who was actually writing an, a new script while the the filming was going on, so they could meet their deadline. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, so essentially, like Disney was okay with the first script, but they they got this Christopher McQuarrie guy to come in and write. On top of that, kind of like maybe flush it out, make it a little better, punching up and, a little bit, yeah, yeah. So um, the, the 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 these reshoots are to adapt previously shot scenes to the new ones and then focus on this important character, this classic character that I mentioned earlier. Either either way, I think um, probably every outlet out there is probably blowing this out of proportions. I think some people are just like, oh, Disney, you don't know what you're doing. Oh, this is crazy. This is, you know, this movie's going to be bad. Like, what were they thinking? Like, none of that. This is, I think this is all way probably overblown. But I'm hoping that this stuff doesn't stick into the back of my brain when I go see the movie because I like to go in not, like, with this information that kind of like, oh, is this the character they added? This character that I don't like in this scene? Like, oh, why would they do that? Then it ruins my movie experience. Hopefully, I don't think that's going to be the case, but I think this is probably a little bit overblown. Yeah, definitely. I I definitely agree. Everyone always gets excited for Star Wars films, as we see. Mm -hmm. And the last bit of news is that even with all these reshoots, I think they say um, eight weeks of reshoots. Um, And J.J. Abrams was actually involved to help kind of oversee some stuff Mm -hmm. for some reason. I don't fucking know why, because... I, I, he doesn't need to be there. Get him out uh, while the getting's good. But the film will still be under budget. Like it'll still be at budget. Like this is not like a blowing the film up out of budget kind of reshoot. So mm-hmm. to- totally normal. If they planned on this and this is how it was going to be, great. Let them do it. Have some fun with it. Make a movie that we'll all enjoy and throw our money at happily. So this so. is uh this is just totally anecdotal here that I want to point out, and I really shouldn't consider myself to be anywhere in line with these people that make Star Wars movies, but I have been in the creative industry for a while, and I've always had work that I've submitted to higher-ups bosses that maybe are not super creative, and I've sometimes been mad at the feedback they've given me, but after I've adapted it, most of the time, my work usually comes out to be better. So think of it this way, like, if, if people inside the movie who are making it are happy, then executives are saying, hey, we want to change this. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad. We still could get a better movie because of this. <laughs> yeah, so again, they, they haven't fired the director. Um, this isn't a Fantastic Four tire fire, as Mike probably said. <laughs> tire fire. Yeah, so we're, we're totally fine. I think, I think, again, news reports are blown out of proportion. We're totally good. Uh-huh. Which brings us to the next point, the Han Solo solo film. Um, 
begins production in early 2017 for a 2018 release. All right. And I think this is the character. What, what do you mean? I think the young Han Solo is the character they're adding into a Star Wars story. Oh, okay. <laughs> you they, said that. I was like, I was expecting, yeah. like, are you trying to pop up, like, a picture on my screen or something like that? Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. Uh, this, this is the character they've, they've officially cast him now, and I think this will be the one we see. What do you think, Mike? Well, so Rogue One, timeline-wise, it's got to be within a couple years of the first Star Wars movie, right? It's the same day. Pretty much, because it leads up to 10 minutes before they give the plans to the princess. Yeah, so, but it, if they're adding this younger, if they're adding this, uh, are you mean they're going to add Harrison Ford to Rogue One? Because no, I, I, no. I don't think the, I don't think the age works out. I think I, they'd have to age up the Han Solo character. Right, and that's maybe what age I'm him saying. Back down. <laughs> the, they're going to use the Elden uh, Aaron Wright character and maybe age him up a little bit. I mean, they, they've shown they can de-age and re-age people all the time. Yeah, I guess films. that, I guess that's true. I mean, they Marvel and Disney basically just do that for fun in if, movies. I feel like now, <laughs> if, if, if this, if this is my, if I could get, add any character to it, I think that's the one they're going to add because they now have him cast. Yeah, maybe. You know, it, it, I, it could be a fun idea to see. And it would tie into the next Star Wars story film mm-hmm. being Han Solo. True. So, that's just my thoughts. And nothing big on Star Wars. Just If Han Solo comes up, we'll let you know. We're going to switch gears, get into the DC Cinematic Universe a little bit. You know, that one that everyone thinks we hate. So <laughs> let's get and talk a little bit about it. The Flash movie has a director, finally, mm-hmm. with Rick Fukuyawa, who directed the movie called Dope. He's now the director. Yes, I have seen this movie. Uh, it's it's on it. it's on Netflix. I think I caught it a couple months back. It's overall a fun movie. Um, I think the I think the uh, Rick, the guy who directed the movie, I believe he also wrote Dope as well. I think it's his. I think it's all his whole creative uh, control over that movie. Um, the script uh, uh, got a little uh, uh, loose for me around like the 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 second half of the of the film. But I think if he was adapting someone else's work, I would definitely look forward to it. He's definitely very talented. And uh, the movie had a really cool like vibe and tone through it. He's he's definitely a director that is not afraid to do uh, fun things on the screen. You know, he, I wouldn't say he's 100% traditional the way he approaches material. So I, I think that that would be a cool I think that would be a cool addition to the Flash movie. Yeah, and just kind of looking at his filmography here, there's not a lot, um, but he's very much of the um, the African American style genre. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, Dope is definitely a, a look into what it's like being young and black, and uh, on, in yeah. like lower uh, income like areas in Los Angeles. Yeah, so. I mean, he, he he frequents. It looks like uh, he works with you know Omar Epps, uh, Dr. Dre. Okay, that's something. Um, you know, Forrest Whitaker, who's in Star Wars, and so on and so forth. So. Um, yeah, it's definitely interesting uh, to see going to be in here. He's going to be working on script from uh, the the Lego Movie guys. I can't think of their names off the top of my head. And uh, Seth Graham Smith, uh, the original director, he worked on the script as well. So uh, Flash, I think, is going to be okay. Uh, again, I'm in love with the TV show, so it's hard to say how I'll feel about the movie, knowing that both properties might run side by side. That's another another pun intended. I'm so sorry. They're running <laughs> side by side. I just can't help it today. All over the place. So, yeah, sure. Flash, great. Got a director. Let's move a little bit into Suicide Squad. A little bit of news here. We're going to talk about this. Um, Jerry releases a Foker of himself as the Joker. 
and, a, a, fo- um, a foker of himself as the Joker. A, a photo of himself <laughs> as the Joker, sorry. And as apparently it's for a music video where they'll appear with Rick Ross and Skrillex who are doing like a theme song for the Suicide Squad. All right. I mean, that sounds pretty crazy, but okay. A lot of people <laughs> are like, oh, is this like, are they doing reshoots again? Is he going to be in Justice League? And the, yeah, so he's just in a music video. Don't, don't freak out. <laughs> and that the little enemies in the trailer are now known as the Creatures are the eyes of the adversary are the name of the creatures. And they're like a military. They're officially covered as military people covered in black goo. All so, right. <laughs> I don't know what that means. There is no reference of them in the comic books. So don't like I, I looked. It's not there. Don't look. <laughs> Justice League. Another movie coming up. Filming right now. Possible movie titles were revealed this week. Uh, subtitles include the word United, Angels and Demons, Gods Among Us, and Gods Among Men. This is all like a religious undertone it's like going on here. Like they kind of had in Batman v Superman. However, Jeff Johns went on record and confirmed there is no subtitle for the first Justice <laughs> just League not, movie. He knocked that shit down. Nope. <laughs> Within 24 hours, he's like, no, dudes. No, stop. <laughs> just stop. We got this. So um, that's great. Avengers didn't have a subtitle. The first one didn't. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that. No subtitle. You good with that? Yeah, I'm fine. All right. Cool. And that brings us to Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice Ultimate Cuts coming out uh, pretty soon, actually. And the trailer dropped this week. Yeah, this made some uh, this made some buzz this week on on the forums, the geek places I frequent on the internet. Uh, people did not learn, I guess, from uh, Batman v Superman trailers. Like they were like, "Oh, this is a really good trailer. I'm looking forward to this. I think this is gonna fix the movie. I, I don't think it's gonna fix the movie." <laughs> you are not the only person. The cinematographer of Batman v Superman says the ultimate cut will not change your mind. Yeah, if and you I didn't I, like the movie. You're not gonna <laughs> like it now. I think that's the best way to put it. It's not gonna change your mind. But I've heard that said. If you did like the movie, it'll enhance your experience. I am gonna watch this just because I'm very curious, and I think our fans are gonna want to know what we think about it. And we're probably going to talk about it on the show when it drops. You know. uh, an ultimate cut spoiler cast? Is that what you're uh, going for? Maybe. I don't know. I don't well, know. It depends on how we feel. I don't want to hate on the movie twice. Two spoiler casts of then, really hating Batman. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we'll just we'll just tag it into one of our episodes, whatever week that comes out. Uh, but yeah, it, I, it looks like in the trailer they're adding a little bit more uh, Clark Kent out of the Superman costume. I don't know if oh. any scenes left on the cutting room floor is going to fix the experience well, I had with the movie, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> so the trailer was made of all new footage uh, that we've never seen before. And there's one thing I did enjoy that you can tell that Batman, it shows the scene where Batman breaks into LexCorp to steal the kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, that should never have been cut. <laughs> I really wanted to see that. I was so mad they cut it out. <laughs> like... I remember sitting in the theater and be like, oh, I wanted to see this. Like, that would have been so cool. Uh, um, but so I'm really, I really want to see that scene. Um, we get to see a bunch of cut characters. Uh, I forget her name. The, 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 it's the girl who was in Sucker Punch. Not the main girl, but the other girl. Yeah. And she's I, supposed to play like Barbara mm-hmm. Gordon or Oracle, or we don't know who she's supposed to be yet until we watch the ultimate cut. So Yeah. I, I have to give Warner Brothers props that they are going to be taking my money and forcing me to watch three hours of a movie that I don't want to watch and I don't like. Yeah. It's pretty hilarious, but the curiosity is just getting to me. I know like some people might say I'm not sticking to my morals or whatever, but... Oh, curiosity I, I, killed the inside, Cat Mike. I, yeah. Remember that. <laughs> The bookshelf fell on the cat. Oh, man, my suitcase fell on my cat yesterday. It was <laughs> she pulled it over on herself. It uh, it's fault. Yeah, so last two bits of movies here. Uh, interesting. Transformers, The Last Night is shaping up to be newsworthy. 
Um, Megatron <laughs> is the villain yet again. That's yeah. not newsworthy because they're always going to have fucking Megatron in there. And you have an image of kind of what he's going to look like. I don't know what this means. He's got red war paint or something on his yeah, face. Yeah, whatever. I, I, don't know. Tusk. <laughs> I don't care. But um, the movie is written by Art Markham and Matt Holloway, who wrote Iron Man 1. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a little bit better news for me. Okay. I like what they did with Iron Man. Anthony Hopkins has joined the cast this week as well. Ooh, interesting. And Bumblebee is back as a 2016 Camaro, and we have the first image of that here. Man, so. I have a feeling that these Transformers movies break even before they're even released, because I think there's so much organic and inorganic product placement in these movies that they're just like, oh, yeah, we're going to pay for this whole movie due to, like, GM, so. <laughs> yeah, all those people buying um, these these yellow Camaros. Yeah, give me, another trans- back in. give me another transforming Mountain Dew vending machine. <laughs> I'll, I'd buy that Mountain Dew up right now. Yeah. So all that right. actually it makes me want some Mountain Dew right now. Thinking about it, I actually have Mountain Dew right here beside me. So there we go. Man, Mountain Dew, reach out to us. We'll sponsor you. I love their Pitch Black. I have to be honest. If we're going to talk about Mountain Dew, Pitch Black, their new one this summer, mm-hmm. which is technically an old one from the is, Halloween. Isn't it? It's grape flavored, right? It's kind of like a grape soda mixed with Mountain Dew. It's really awesome. Mm. I actually really enjoy it. But I like not- the I like the Game Fuel that that dropped when like I think Halo, Halo 3, Three was coming out. I yeah. drank so much Game Fuel when I picked up Halo <laughs> Three at midnight. Uh, yeah, it was too much, and I, I had some jalapeno kettle chips. It was a it's a good combination. Get yourself some Game Fuel. Get yourself some jalapeno chips. Sit Lays. down and play a first person shooter. <laughs> Lay's and 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 Mountain and PepsiCo, they're all the same company. I will push I will push snacks all day on this show if they <laughs> give us money because I love snacks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And on this episode of Superhero Slate, you can enjoy it with a pairing of Mountain Dew <laughs> Baja Blast and Salt and Vinegar Lay's. Oh so, God, not the Salt and Vinegar. I'm not pushing that. No, those are mine. You you back off. <laughs> all right, last bit of news. Last bit of news here. We can get to this. Doc Savage, a uh, technically the first superhero character, mm-hmm. is getting a movie, and The Rock has been cast as Doc Savage. What can't uh, the What can't the Rock do? <laughs> it's true. He's in a lot of things right now. Um, his name, that character's name, is actually Clark Clark Savage, and this was before Superman. So mm-hmm. Superman stole a lot of stuff from Doc Savage, and the movie will be written and possibly directed by Shane Black as well. Who I think. <laughs> I think I like that's crazy. I like the idea of Shane Black going like, okay, I'm making basically the original, the OG superhero movie. I think that could be fun. Yeah, so there. There we go. That's our news. We got our news done. <sighs> yeah, we, we, had, to, got, we like, had to go lightning fast to cram all that stuff in. Yeah, that's a lot. We could, we could probably make two hours out of that easy, no one else, because mm-hmm. we won't shut up. But um, now let's get on to the TV recap section, all right? Yeah, it's it's been, uh, it's been a long time coming, we, about a year ago. Uh, we did. Uh, we we kind of wrapped up the TV shows that happened during that previous year. So uh, uh, we're going to be talking about basically anything that constitutes as a superhero or comic book show. So if there's anything that you're behind on, you might want to pause this and maybe come back to it later. But yeah, we're, I think we're going to kind of do like some mini reviews for the shows that we watched this year. Yeah, or shows that we don't watch because I, I mean honestly, I may not watch some of these shows, but I do follow them on their news articles, like recaps, pretty religiously mm-hmm. because I, I like to say the news. And I'll, we'll talk about that. We come across them. So first up, Agent Carter. Uh-huh. Okay, I think I, we're sad to see it go. Season three may not come around. Um, we we got we got to let it go, guys. But season two, uh, extended by two uh, two episodes, ten episodes, wasn't nearly as strong as the first season. However, 
I really liked it still. Yeah. Well, you know what? I really like the idea that you came up with. I think you brought it up last week. Uh, you you said you'd like one more Agent Carter one shot to wrap up the story. I yes, think sir. it would be I think it would be kind of cool if we got a, a a Netflix movie, an Agent Carter Netflix movie that wrapped up the storyline. You know, uh, give us like you know like an hour and forty five minutes of more of Agent Carter, kind of put it into like a, a film arc script. You know, it can be lower budget. You know, to, you know, because we're obviously not delivering it to the big screen but i think that'd be a nice way to wrap up agent carter i love Haley atwell she's so infectious to watch her on on the screen so i'd love to see her come back as agent carter one more time yeah definitely some of the highlights of the season i think um were definitely um the uh, dominic cooper as uh howard stark showing up always loved it when he showed up on screen mm-hmm. uh, jarvis was always fun and meeting jarvis's wife was interesting um dotty returning again as like one of the original black widows um Really, really good season. It's hard for me to actually kind of like talk about this. There's the black goo, the dark matter, I think it was. And um, some of it was really cool. The effects were better, I think, this season. They kind of went a little all out. But at the same time, I think 10 episodes and leaving, ending on a cliffhanger was, was a bad mistake. <laughs> Keep it eight episodes and no cliffhanger, and I, and we would not be wishing for a Netflix movie right now. But mm-hmm. Probably. So, I don't know. Any, any other thoughts you want to add on Agent Carter Season 2? It, it It's sad to see it go, but I'm, I'm glad we had it while it was here. My, my thoughts, if they did a one-shot, put it on the Civil War um, DVD. Oh, yeah, that would work out well, yeah. As, a, as an homage to the, to the character, uh, Peggy Carter. So mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's Agent Carter Season 2. Again, for any of these, write us your reviews. Tell us what you think on Twitter, email, Facebook, whatever. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Tell us. We want to know. <laughs> and that brings us to, and these are going alphabetically, not by my studio, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3 is the next topic here. Um, I really um, liked Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3. The, yeah, uh, you, you've you always been more of a, a supporter of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. than I have, that's for sure. Yeah, but I know this season also brought you and our friend Quentin on board a little bit more. I think by the time you got halfway through Season 3, you're like, okay, this show's picked up pace and quality since... It's initial early days. It, it's it's been a roller coaster ride with Agents of Shield for sure. Um, the first season, everybody says basically not very good. Uh, second season picked up for me a little bit. Uh, season three started to get really good, kind of towards the meat of the season. You know, I really I loved the episodes where they were on that alien planet and yes. um, and they were trapped there. Th- that was the best agent version of Agents of Shield we've ever had. Very contained story on this very foreign place. It was fun. It was exciting for them trying to figure out how to get there. There's so much mystery. There's so much mystery around it, and it actually felt like there was a lot of stakes going on. I felt really worried that we weren't going to get one of my favorite characters back from the show. Um, but then towards the end of the season, I, I, it really started to bug me um, because uh, a lot of superhero shows have this problem where their main villain has to arc over the whole season, and they want to they want the heroes to meet up with the villain, but they actually have to separate and get away from each other. So it's just like, how many times will the villain and the heroes meet up, and the villain, the all-powerful villain, just won't kill them because they want to keep them around or something like that? Uh, that was kind of a more of a problem in, in other shows, definitely uh, Arrow, which we're going to talk about next. But I, I just I just didn't like the way uh, season three kind of ended it was kind of um a, a little messy and gummy for me they they brought down some aliens to make a cameo <laughs> basically some alien soldiers and they just kind of looked like garbage to me uh but 
I think season four has a lot to prove <laughs> if, the, if, if S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to stay around any longer than one more season. So I'm on the other side of the fence. I think this season is very well split into two because the first half of the season, I mean, again, I have to give it to the guy who plays Grant Ward. He has redefined himself every half season on this show. Like, he's like a good guy in the first season, and then he's Hydra by the second. And then in the second season, he's like trying to, you know, start his own Hydra. And then by the end of that, you know, or he's captured, and by the second half, he's trying to start his own Hydra. And this one, he's, um, you know, trying to kind of fill in, like, find Strucker stuff and become you know, a, a new leader of Hydra, and then he's hived the rest of the season. The way that guy reinvented himself every half season, amazing. And, um, again, spoilers, we talked about this, but I'm saying, like, again, I don't think the deaths at the end were worth it. Like, Lincoln dying didn't really affect me as much as, you know, a character who'd been on the show the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't like that, but I think the guy who was in The Mummy um, being added to the show is a really great addition, and his the life guy- model decoys... Oh, gotcha. I was like, the mummy? Yeah. I really, yeah. I, I thought the addition of, um, uh, me and my wife just call him a la cuisine because he's the guy that's an iron chef that presents the secret ingredient, the host of the show. He played the guy with telekinesis. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, the show. The metal, yeah, like kind of like the metal kind of control. He, uh, he was, he was a good addition. Um, and I, I, I will, I'm giving so much props to this show when it comes to the the reveal of what Hive really looked like in that last episode. That was some top quality um, TV computer effects. Like they they saved all of their budget to give those like give those couple seconds of Hive talking to uh, Lincoln in that uh, Shield uh, plane. Like it, it looked amazing, and it, it kind of did a. It was like a double-edged sword. Like it looked amazing, but I was just like, "Oh man, if he was like that the entire show, obviously they don't have the budget for yeah. that. But if he was like that in every scene, holy crap, that would have really changed my opinion of the show." I think. Yeah, there's a lot of good Inhumans references I found in this season, and I really enjoy that because I like Inhumans. But at the same time, the whole season premise was Secret Warriors, and we didn't get no fucking Secret Warriors. <laughs> yeah, so, true. Like that was the biggest worst subtitle in the world so i'm looking forward to next season with lmds and ada and see kind of how that goes yeah i really like that idea like they they kind of touched on that a little bit a couple episodes for the season ended and i was just like ooh, i think yeah this might be where they go in the next season and i like the idea of like body modifications and like tweaking like the human anatomy i think that'll be really fun yeah, I agree. I agree. Totally on board with that. So season three, uh, good. Maybe not the best, but I think better than the show we're about to talk about, Arrow season four. Oh God, I had this. I I think I have a little bit to say here. <laughs> go 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 for it. You know, uh, we know I don't watch Arrow religiously. Um, so go on and, and lay it on us, Mike. What do you think so, of Arrow? So so typically most TV shows, um, I watch in a vacuum. So uh, the only people I really bounce off um, talking about it with is usually my wife. Um, and she's, she doesn't, she doesn't watch Arrow. We just watch Flash together. So basically I had no feedback with Arrow. My only opinion was just w- with me watching it. Cause I don't usually go online and see what people are saying. And I'm not talking to anybody at the wall, at the water cooler at the office about Arrow. So I'm just like, I'm going through this season. I'm just like, man, this is just, this is just does not seem very good. I mean, is it always been like this? And maybe like the wealth of really good TV shows is just really making this look bad now. And then towards the end of the season, I was just like, okay, I got to see what other people are saying. And then I finally had head on over to the arrow subreddit 
and everybody is trashing this show. I'm just like, okay, I'm not the only one. This show has declined so bad in this season. They basically have made Felicity the main character of the show. People just have these ridiculous ideas of like responsibility and what's right and what's wrong. And uh, like the Arrow isn't even the lead of his own show anymore. The flashback scenes, which were really integral integral to the the first uh, couple seasons of the show are just seem kind of like an afterthought in this season almost to the point is it's just better not to have them and you really feel the stretch of trying to make 23 episodes here uh i don't remember the name of the actor who plays the main villain in this season neil mcdonough yeah he he was an exceptional actor he played the role very very well with what they with what they gave him but it just was not very good this was this is the example of just like how many times will the all-powerful villain that the heroes can't beat how many times will he decide not to kill them just for just for the shits and giggles like there's so many times like where they're like face to face and he could he's all powerful can he, he can easily kill him but he's just like no i'm just gonna keep him around because it makes things more fun he it, that just didn't work and and even in the show the characters end up like inadvertently killing the bad guy's family and he's just like well yeah you idiot you had like eight opportunities to kill all of these people and your plan your master plan would have gone so much easier it just makes no sense and oh it's a whole mess and yeah i i don't think there's a lot of people out there that are excited for season five of arrow well one of the funny things is a big report is once the season finale aired they changed the arrow subreddit to daredevil <laughs> yeah like the the arrow subreddit people changed it to daredevil because they were just so mad at the show yeah they were just like we're not we're not going to talk about this we're going to talk about a good a good superhero show and two (laughs) weeks later it is still daredevil (laughs) i guess or maybe i know maybe a week later i don't know um but it's still daredevil and i'm just like wow like they're really mad at this and the thing is they didn't make any irreversible decisions that i don't think they can be undone or just left away it's it's a south it's the show is still salvageable but i just don't understand the like they made some really bad decisions in that in that writer's room this season and uh, things just were all over the place and it's really hard to accept when there's so many good things out there, like the next show we're going to talk about, which is on the same network the night before. <laughs> the Flash, season two. Let's talk about The Flash. I, I don't watch Arrow, or at least I watch the crossover episodes with The Flash, because The Flash is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really enjoy The Flash episodes. However, I feel this season maybe didn't reach the peak last season did as much. Um, the mystery with Zoom was really awesome. I love finding out who Zoom was and guessing the whole time and seeing Earth 2. Earth 2 was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and finding out there's an Earth 3 and more of these. I expect to see a lot more of that coming forward. Um, but I feel like the last episode, the very finale, needed to be two hours because everything happened within like 15 minutes and the rest of the episode was just kind of like a letdown to me yeah me, me, because me it was supposed me, to be a big race and then it was like done in like three seconds yeah the wife and i didn't really uh didn't really buy into this whole race scenario because uh the flash was basically forced to race him in this like loop type thing which seems like a weird type of race i was expecting like a race across the world not a race in a little loop to charge a thing and the whole time i'm just thinking why why are you why are you racing him i don't understand why you're racing him like he has like every you're just outside wasn't it it just (laughs) it just didn't make any sense to me why he would be doing it but either way the whole season as a whole was really really great um 
I, I loved the mystery of, of Zoom before he was revealed because I love his mask. I love mm-hmm. how, how it kind of stretches when he talks. I loved his dark voice. I thought the character's origin was kind of cool. Like, oh, basically this is what happens when like a crazy person gets the Speed Force. And I love the, the, the diving into more of the minutia of how the Speed Force works. I thought that was really cool. Cisco's yeah. um, Cisco using his powers a lot more was really awesome. Yeah. He's really coming into a great part of the show. Yeah, I, I love Cisco. Cisco is the type of character that Arrow needs. Arrow needs like a, a Cisco type of person to really uh, bring up the levity of that of that show. Um, but yeah, the the show overall is really really cool. I, I love the time wraiths. I love the way those things look. Those like mysterious specters. I just mm-hmm. like how the Speed Force is this all powerful thing that they can't really understand or control, but they just kind of have to accept it and just see how it works. Um, and nobody tried to explain it in science. It just yeah, just it, did it. it it just is. And I think they do really good with the sets that they have. You know, they have just about the same number of sets that Arrow has, and I think they just use them a lot better. I love the actor who plays Wells in this show. Yes. Um, Harrison uh, Wells is a great addition to to this show as well. And, and I, I, he's back for season three, thankfully. So. Oh, good. I, I was I was hoping that was going to happen. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with season three because they kind of ended season two on a flashpoint type of thing where mm-hmm. he went back and he changed uh, the timeline. Uh, now, I think this will be fun to explore. I don't think it's going to last the whole season. I have a feeling he'll kind of rewrite what he did um, after a couple episodes and it'll go back to normal, but that will cause like a new villain to to pop his head up or her head up out of nowhere like oh you changed the speed force you thought you changed everything back to the way it was but this one little thing made a super villain or something like that um uh, my wife wrote a spec script for the flash with the villain savitar which is a like a speedster mm-hmm. with kind of like ritualistic uh magic that he likes to do um i think that would be kind of cool to introduce him that might be kind of fun yeah, I, I, Flash as a whole is great. I don't think it's as good as season one simply because the finale didn't get me like much like the first one did. Yeah. But there are great points, and I think season three, again, I'm going to tune in every Tuesday to watch it. So oh, looking, yeah. looking forward to that. Hopefully this doesn't go downhill like Arrow did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another show that got a season two this year is Gotham. Yeah, uh, which, we, were, we uh, weren't expecting that. No, we weren't expecting And guess what? It's coming in season three, uh, so it's coming back. So Gotham, again, I talk very frequently with my comic UI collaborator, Brian Smith, about Gotham. He watches it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, I, I read about it. I, I keep keep up. And it's doing some crazy things. I think they finally embrace the fact that this is not the Batman mythos as we've ever seen it before. Mm-hmm. Because they're introducing all his villains while he's still a kid. Yeah. And uh, there was a couple things where they kind of, in season two, kind of teased the Joker and but they didn't do it in like a, a normal way like the jokers maybe like a virus kind of thing uh you know they, they've got um hugo strange reanimating people back to life bringing in Azrael's characters so reanimation from the dead is now a thing in the show um they teased killer croc and at the end of the season they teased a a it looks like a twin of bruce wayne huh. like maybe a brother so there's a lot going on in Gotham now that kind of has me like, okay, yeah, they're embracing that- the crazy and giving us the, the creepy villains 
Let's see where this goes. Yeah, that actually does. You kind of sold it for me a little bit. The only unfortunate thing is, which is the main reason why Gotham really never made it on my watch list, is just like we're talking about TV shows here, like an hour a week, nearly every week, like 20 plus episodes. It's just really hard to keep up on. So you got to you got to make your choices where you can. So maybe Mm -hmm. I maybe I drop season five of Arrow and I, I pick up Gotham season three. Yeah, so Gotham Season 3 also has Clayface, for those interested. So um, I, I'm interested to see where they're going to go with Clayface and all these other different villains that have now escaped a, a, a villain bus, like an Arkham bus, I guess. In our villain city. bus. The villain yeah. bus. And, and again, Gotham was kind of running against another show we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, so Gotham Season 2, I think, uh, if I could say, it sounds like it was better than Season 1, at least from my point of view. If you guys have any first input, direct input, let us know. I'm interested to see what you guys think. Next up, did you watch Legends of Tomorrow, the, the, the spinoff series from both The Flash and Arrow? I watched a couple of the first, I think I've seen maybe three episodes. It was it was kind of fun at the beginning. Um, it's kind of started to get not super exciting for me. I didn't really want to tune in for the next episodes. But I hear that you know it gets better towards the end of the season. I really have no idea what's going on in that show. Um, I, I really was not a big fan of, of the Hawks kind of um Mm -hmm. in in this show specifically so i don't know if that's got any better i don't know what about you so i watched um how many episodes did i watch maybe um i don't know 10 of them maybe Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, quite quite a few episodes but it there's a six it's a 16 episode season and again the hawk people were not cool um this they always fell into the same dynamic these people need to stay on the ship and they're like no we don't want to stay on the ship we're gonna go out and mess up the future or the past or whatever and i just i don't know it just uh kind of i don't know it got repetitive kind of there in the middle and i'm kind of interested to see how the ending turned out i i've read about it i know what happens but i know that um kendra is not the the, the female hawk woman hawk girl mm-hmm. is not coming back next season oh uh, okay but they also, you know, they had um, the Jonah Hex in the show somewhere, a bunch of other things. They're, they're teasing Booster Gold and uh, other, you know, futures. So next season seems pretty interesting, but kind of not knowing what the season schedule was like and, and how it was going to work kind of left me... I'm like, I don't know how many episodes are here. How many should I watch? Do I need to come back and binge it over the summer? Yeah, we never really knew entirely when the show started what it was going to be. Like, we were like, oh, is this going to be like a mini type of series where it's only like a couple of episodes? And then we're like, oh, no, maybe it's going to be limited, kind of like Agent Carter was. And then, like, no, it got even more. It got like 13 episodes. And I never thought it was going to get a season two. I thought it was always supposed to be this one-off type of thing. So I, 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 I still want to go back and catch up on it um, because the the CW universe is, is interesting to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, and Supergirl is going to be folded back into it too. So, you know, I, I got I to gotta keep up on it. I got to see what's going on. I got to get my bearings, you know? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a middling first season, but definitely the second season has a lot of uh, chance to improve since it didn't start in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, this Actually, you bring us up the next thing. The next, the newest addition to the CW universe is, in fact, Supergirl. Mm-hmm. And um, it was on this first uh, season, first season one on CBS. I did not watch it, despite my, my most intentions to do so, but I read every review because they included Martian Manhunter in the show. <laughs> and that blew my mind to no extent, that they were able to include a, a, a very, very like fan-favorite character 
in a TV show that has nothing to do with him at all. Mm-hmm. So, but now that this is being folded into the CW network, do you think they're going to? And, and the Flash has been to their Earth. It's another dimension, another Earth universe. How do you think they're going to fold that into the CW? Well, you know, now that I think about it, I, a couple weeks ago before I saw the finale of The Flash, I was thinking to myself, you know, how do they bring Supergirl, who has been said in the show to be on a different Earth? So it's not necessarily Earth 2. It could be Earth 3, Earth 60. It doesn't really matter what it is. But she's from a different Earth. Um, and I'm like, well, yeah, you can put her on the same lineup in the same week on CW, uh, but how exactly do you get her in the universe? And I guess Flashpoint very much could be it. You know, when he goes back and changes the past, maybe that changes uh, uh, the Supergirl's origin, and somehow she ends up on on there. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, yeah, but I think you'd have to you have to change all the shows at that point, and I just yeah. think that's a lot of work. Yeah, maybe, but she needs the help of these other characters in these other shows because when I've only seen two episodes of Supergirl, I saw the the premiere, which gave me a little bit of hope uh and then i saw the flash crossover episode and what i saw in the flash crossover crossover episode was how bad the villains are in supergirl they're horribly horribly designed to make up on these villains uninspired i had no idea who they were even to begin with and it was just overall really bad so hopefully they can fold over into this uh, cw lineup and get better uh the the chick martian manhunter that's all I, yeah that's all I ask. the 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 girl the actor that plays a uh, supergirl she's she's uh, i use this word a lot um she's really infectious to watch so um I, I would I would see her on screen more. Hopefully they give her more material to work with. I think the CW handles these uh, 23 episode uh, budgets a little bit better than CBS was doing. So um, I, I think this this gives promise. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Um, I'm interested to kind of see how they, again how they bring her over, what that looks like, and what it does because this show competes with Gotham as well. Uh-huh. And I think I mean a lot of people may not are not interested in Supergirl or watching Gotham if you had to choose the two. But mm-hmm. now that it's in the CW fold, that may bring more people back into Supergirl than, than than Gotham because you got four shows on the network and then eventual four show crossover coming up this fall. So, mm-hmm. All right, lastly, last show, comic book movie or comic book TV show, <laughs> Walking Dead. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm actually really glad you added this on here. I wasn't expecting it because usually we don't talk about The Walking Dead. Yes, so I think it was season six this year. Um, I stopped watching The Walking Dead at season three and a half um, <laughs> because I, I just don't care. That I mean, honestly, season three and a half is probably the appropriate time that people would fall off. But I can guarantee you that it does pick up and get much better because I could totally see how you drop off there. And you're in the in the lucky spot now where you could binge watch, which I think The Walking Dead uh, benefits greatly from binge watching. Okay, so are you caught up with The Walking Dead? I know a lot of people are. Yep. Go on and tell me season six um, ended on a very controversial cliffhanger, and that's really the only part I can remember. Well, uh, there was the one episode where they they faked you out where Glenn, you thought Glenn was dead, but he somehow Mm -hmm. got under the the trash can but now there's a big cliffhanger talk about that a little bit mike well i thought i thought this was really funny so like i said earlier with arrow i watch these shows kind of in a vacuum i don't go online and see how people respond usually because they're offering up theories and spoilers and stuff and i don't want to be any part of that so i was listening to a podcast this week where robert kirkman was on the nerdist podcast and he was kind of responding to the criticism of this cliffhanger i had no idea this was such a big deal i just think of like what are all these butthurt people out there complain about cliffhangers like are you kidding me cliffhanger 
cliffhangers have been an, have been an essential part of the last episode of TV shows for my entirety of growing up. I almost expect cliffhangers, and when there isn't one, I think it's kind of sad because I like the excitement of waiting for the next season. It's like, are all of you just spoiled rot now? You're just used to binging everything and not having the wait. I thought it was absurd that people were mad that there was a cliffhanger. I just, I just thought it was so stupid. And like Robert Kirkman and, and the really, really talented people that make The Walking Dead shouldn't have to put up with that garbage. So I was surprised to hear that people thought the cliffhanger ending was controversial because the intensity of that last scene and the season finale was amazing. I was on the edge of my seat, and when the episode ended. I, w- I was like, um, I was just like scarred on the inside. I just looked over at my wife and I was like, what is going on? This is crazy. And But you know what? I'm an adult and I have other shit to do. I can fill the time before the next season starts because that's what normal functioning adults do. I'm sorry I'm going on a soapbox here, but if anybody wants to reach out to me, and tell me that they thought the cliffhanger was a bad idea. I will take you. I will take you to town. We'll take you to task. It's so stupid to complain about it. I just. It just goes to show you how some entitled people can be with their favorite shows. And it's just like you're not going to stop watching The Walking Dead because there was a cliffhanger. You know, if you want to complain about something else, there's other things to complain about in the show. But I thought the cliffhanger thing was just stupid. But <laughs> I don't know. That's all. I'm done. I'm done. Oh. What do you have to say? <laughs> I um. I probably won't watch The Walking Dead. Honestly, I I download all the comic books when they come out. Um, mm-hmm. Number one fifty five was this week, by the way, uh, for those interested. And I just I'm just not sold on the show. Um, again, I just honestly I just don't care enough to rewatch The Walking Dead uh, on my lineup. So sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think the, I think you are definitely not the only casualty when it came to that lull earlier in in the series but uh like if you ever get some extra time people always say that that broken leg time if you've ever broken your leg and you're you're shacked up at home i i think binge watching the seasons uh would uh greatly improve your experience with the show um it might i just don't like i just don't care for zombies like zombie <laughs> culture never i was never hooked i get that so, i get that um but uh yeah I'm, I'm glad to hear like you're on board and it's getting better and Oh yeah, it's it's really good. It's it's firing on most cylinders now. I think the only season that really fired on all cylinders was the very first season, uh, but uh, it's got most of it. it's got most of them. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. All right, one of the TV shows I'm not going to include on here because I don't want to talk about it right now, even though we've both watched it, is Preacher. Mm-hmm. Now on AMC, the second episode is tonight. The first episode was two weeks ago, so I want to mm-hmm. get three or four under our belt before we talk about it yeah um, it'll be it'll be a nice thing to talk about during the summer yeah so i mean we we, we already gone over our uh, usual time anyway so i think this is a good place to wrap it up if we've forgotten any tv shows that you want to hear us talk about or you want to tell us about you know write us email us tweet us facebook message us whatever yeah. we don't care tell us and, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk and about y- yeah and you might be curious why we may have left off the best tv shows which were the ones on netflix that's because we spoiler cast those since those all come out all at once we're mm. able to watch them all at the same time and review them all at once when you have a show that lasts over like most of the year week by week it's kind of you can't really spoiler cast that the way we like to do it so um uh you can definitely go to superheroslate.com and that's where you can find the links to the spoiler casts for uh uh, Daredevil Just season uh, two. two. I, yeah, I don't think I don't think the show was up and going quite at the time when season one came out. But obviously, yeah, we loved it. 
We did. It was just oh. a regular show. Oh, we did gotcha. not spoiler cast Daredevil season one. However, it is in one of our older episodes. You can find the the note, the link to the exact time is on our our, our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica Jones uh, season one spoiler cast and Daredevil season two spoiler cast are up for your listing. So yeah, definitely definitely on board for that. So at the end of the show, I always like to ask Mike where his artwork comes up at because you always throw comics out when i least expect it uh, you run <laughs> like some of the ideas by me early and i like to see it but i never tell anyone it's a secret. <laughs> but where can people find all your great comics and artwork at mike well people can follow me at mike royer design on twitter and instagram and you can read my web comics every week at uh, pickledcomics.com chris uh where can they follow you because this is not your only nerd outlet man no no i i, I uh, write for comicui.com and um we have a Facebook and a Twitter account as well. So, but also I, uh, um, you know, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, where I, you know, maybe um, put some musings or some, you know, if I'm ir- irritated <laughs> at someone, musings, you know, <laughs> taking up three lanes of traffic trying to cut across. So, uh, <laughs> such as this week. But um, yeah. So in in the meantime, if uh, you want to become a super fan like Jason and you know. Jim, I guess Jim, I'll, I'll mention you in there. How can people become super fans, Mike? Well, as I say at the end of every episode, and especially at the end of this uh, extra long episode, you guys got a little extra love this week. You can find us at SuperHeroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the outlets that we put the show. We're on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe to us directly in your email inbox. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. And if, if you like the show, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It really helps us out over there in their ranking system. And if you're a super fan of the show, We've been talking about this this whole episode. Just share the show with a friend and let us let us know if we see it. We'll give you a shout out on the show. We love it when people when people share what they love with other people. So that that's 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 our episode this week. Yes, very long, very very informative and fun and exciting. So now on to our spoiler cast. We will yeah. catch you guys on the flip side. Bye. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe. No, no, I got my dick bathroom breaks. Come on now. We're civil. (laughs) We're men.